Okay, by now you likely have heard of Squid Games, this uh, runaway hit on Netflix. It's been everywhere the last uh, few months and through the summer. What you might not know is that there is a a brand new crypto token named after the Netflix sensation. And for more on that, we're joined now by Erica Lini, national online money and consumer reporter for Global News. Erica joins us now here on Global News Radio. Erica, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. And first off, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, again, are familiar maybe with the show, but not the crypto token. Let's start there, if we could. For those that don't know, the uninitiated, what exactly is a crypto token? Uh, So um, a crypto token is a a digital coin uh, supported by a blockchain network. So Bitcoin, uh, there's Ethereum, uh, the token, uh, there's Dogecoin, uh, there are many, many others. And Squid Game is one uh, that was recently created and explicitly referenced the, uh, since, you know, the Netflix sensation that you were just uh, mentioning. But if uh, people haven't heard of it, that's probably a good thing because it was very likely a scam. Yeah, let's talk a little more about this, because uh, this is really eye-opening, I think, for a lot of people. Do we know, is this crypto token, crypto coin, was it sanctioned at all by the creators of a Squid Game? Did they have anything to do with this? Did they authorize it? No, it had no official affiliation with the creators of the show or Netflix. Um, it was um, it was created uh, recently, and it was uh, the, the creators of the token uh, specifically um, were mentioning uh, the show, and it was marketed as, um, as sort of something that would mimic uh, the way that the uh, the Netflix series. Uh, so people would have to um, compete for a big jackpot. Uh, that was the idea behind this uh, crypto project, and that was how it was uh, marketed. And uh, some, um, you know, unsuspecting investors uh, bought in, thinking that this would be very popular and that probably it was a fun idea. Um, the value of this new token uh, shot up, and then at one point, the creator sort of announced that, sorry, we're abandoning the project, Uh, it's all done, and they walked away uh, with the money, and the value of the token plummeted to almost zero. Yeah, it completely uh, crashed, and do we know how much uh, some people are out uh, money-wise, or is that uh, impossible to track in the world of cryptocurrency? So the the estimates uh, that I've seen are about uh, over uh, 3.5 million U.S. dollars. Three and a half million dollars uh, lost just uh, from this. And is this a bit of a, a cautionary tale for those that uh, are uh, dealing in cryptocurrency and are trading in things like uh, Bitcoin, Erica? Um, so it's a, it's a cautionary tale about the crypto space. So this is a pretty well-known scam. Um, so the, the thing is, because uh, you know blockchain is decentralized, um, anyone anyone can create a token and market it and create a buzz on social media, which is exactly what happened in this case. Um, there's a name for this kind of scam. It's called a rug pull in, um, in crypto speak. Um, bait and switch, I think, would <laughs> be the old uh, term for it. Um, so these scams are, are common. They've happened in the past and probably will continue to happen. Um, but that doesn't mean that everything in the crypto space uh, is is a scam um, by any means. 
Okay, but does this speak to the need for some sort of regulation? I think a lot of the attractiveness, if you will, about cryptocurrency is the fact that it's not regulated, it's unregulated, but is there maybe a need for regulation to protect uh, unsuspecting investors? So uh, regulators have certainly stepped in, especially uh, here in Canada. So, for example, one way, you know, if people people um, are thinking that they want to invest in crypto, but they're not familiar uh, with the space and not quite sure, you know, it can be pretty tricky and technical um, to own um, like Bitcoin or, or other uh, tokens outright. But one thing you can do is um, there are now uh, ETFs that are backed by, so the tra- they track the price of um, some of the two m- most established um, cryptocurrencies, so Bitcoin and Ether, the token supported by the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, so you can get into an ETF just like you would um, in any other ETF, so exchange-traded fund. You can basically buy like a stock, and that is something that is uh, regulated by security regulators, and uh, you can hold it in your RSP or TFSA or any registered account, which you cannot do if you own cryptocurrency outright. All right. I'm hearing more and more just anecdotally about uh, people uh, investing in Bitcoin, uh, friends and uh, quite honestly, friends, kids that have been uh, doing this investing in a Bitcoin. And obviously there's some money to be made there because of the volatility and that uh, things can skyrocket uh, really quickly. But as we've been talking about, they can plummet just as quickly as well. Uh, where are we when it comes to cryptocurrency and investing uh, right now, uh, Erica? Is it becoming... I guess, more and more embraced by investors or accepted? Yes, it's definitely becoming more and more embraced. We've seen a number of uh, large investment funds, institutional investors um, getting involved uh, in this space. Um, when it comes to investment advisors, there's still a range of opinion. Like You'll find some experienced uh, investment advisors who will tell you, I would never recommend it to my clients. I won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Um, But there are also uh, equally experienced investment advisors who are saying, you know, even, you know, apart from trying to make a buck by placing a bet and, you know, trying to buy and sell at the right time, which, um, you know, is more like probably gambling rather than investing. But even if you're, you know, just saving for retirement, investing for the long term, uh, some investment advisors that I speak to are now saying, you know, if you can stomach the risk, um, it, you might want to consider putting a very small percentage of a diversified portfolio into crypto. And that means between 1% and 5% is generally um, what, I, what I hear. Um, and so that means, you know, you have a diversified portfolio, you have what have you, stocks, bonds, and maybe you put, you know, 1%, 3 or 5% um, into crypto as well. Gotcha. Well, listen, a really, really interesting uh, discussion. Erica's great piece on this entitled Thinking of Buying Bitcoin or Other Cryptocurrencies, What to Know Before You Do is online right now at globalnews.ca. Erica Lini, Erica, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Yeah, really uh, bizarre how they can just, uh, you know, kind of dream up, Mary, these uh, currencies. This one based on Squid Game and obviously trying to capitalize on the popularity of that uh, show on Netflix. And I guess it's buyer beware, or in this case, uh, investor uh, beware, because really when it comes to the world of cryptocurrency, sometimes you just don't know what you're buying into. 
Well, and the, the eerie thing or the strange thing or the Netflix thing about it is that Squid Game, if you kind of have, you know, tried to figure it out, is about the premise is based on people who are in major debt. So how ironic that there'd be a currency to try and, you know, entice people into a situation that, you know, I don't know. I just think it's like a game within a game within a game and it's a mm-hmm. whole new currency. Uh, be, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems weird. Okay, listen, we got a minute here, and I want to mention, let's go from Squid Game, which is the popular show of the day, to a show 15 years ago, which was hugely popular. I'm talking about The Sopranos. Believe it or not, 15 years ago was the uh, series of finale, that famous scene in the diner, Don't Stop Believing." my favorite song of all time from Journey was playing, and it went to black. Do you remember that? And nobody knew what happened to Tony uh, Soprano. Well, David Chase, the creator of the show on a podcast yesterday, has confirmed. Dave, you don't want to know, do you? No, I don't. Should I just leave the room now? Yeah. (laughs) He wants to know. (laughs) (laughs) And he's gone. You know what? You took off like Tony should have taken off from that uh, diner. Because David Chase, I'm sorry, like, spoiler alerts and all that. Give it a spoiler alert. Pause. It's 15 years ago. I know. Come on. All right. David Chase has confirmed that, indeed, yes, Tony Soprano did die. (gasps) No. Was killed in that uh, diner because uh, it was one of the great endings of all time, right? Because it left it to your imagination. You really didn't know what it was at all a dream, Mm -hmm. uh, what happened. But uh, my favorite part of that is... uh, all the calls cable companies got that night, right? Because it just went to black and everybody yeah. thought they missed the ending because <laughs> their cable went out. <laughs> so good, even 15 years later. Okay, we'll take a break. We've got a news update to the top of the hour next here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.